0: Blog Talk Radio. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away.
1: It's Friday! Yay! TGIR. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about. This is so random and weird to say on the show, but we we always just jump right in and start talking. We never like say, "Welcome to the witch, the priestess, and the cauldron." This is Phoenix. I'm here with Oba. Like we never do that. And I was thinking, like, should we do that? (laughs) (laughs) We're probably less formal.
2: I mean, think about it. it, And I guess that would it would. I don't know. I mean if we want to try it for a couple of shows to see how it feels, I'm fine with yeah. that. It's just yeah. I look at it as we've we're more informal and it's kinda of like right. Hi, welcome uh, welcome sitting down in our you know, our living room or the, the, the you know, couch on your in your shop and we'll just sit here and talk with you.
1: Yeah, and we're just gonna have a chat.
2: Yeah, yeah, we can have chat, honey, chat. So <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. You're right. We we've never ever really done that
1: because I think we
2: assume that for the most part our introduction that comes in before us says it all and you know kind of like why do we want to repeat it (laughs) we're not (laughs) doddering old ladies I don't know many doddering old ladies recently that are out there running around (laughs) quite frankly anyway (laughs) we'll have to take this under consideration thank you for bringing this up (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness so it has been another week that we have spent here in in our area sonoma county california um yeah. more or less sequestered in place There, you know the the general idea is trying to list things here um, according to a lot of heavy duty guidelines um yep. so you know, I don't know how much we want to spend on that, but I can just say in the time between last show and now for your week, what has happened and how are you feeling?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, the the Venus went retrograde yesterday or the day before. I don't remember now. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't necessarily always gnash my teeth at a retrograde. I think that there's you know, good things that can come from a retrograde period, it is a good time to do some revision mm-hmm. uh, and I have a lot of Venus in my chart a lot so, you know, I um, I've had a rough couple of days and I'm just kind of bl- blaming it on Venus retrograde <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hey, know why not? We blame totally a lot on uh, before yeah, Mercury exactly. gets it you know?
1: Exactly, yeah I don't know if it is Mercury stuff, but I'm just kind of I'm a little extra sad and sensitive and yesterday um I went I, I drove into the shop to do some work and you know, I'm doing these virtual tours of like shopping excursions with clients so that mm-hmm. customers all either set up a Zoom call or do a FaceTime call and we walk through the shop and we go shopping. And there's no right. purchase necessary, like you don't have to buy anything but Uh, You know, it's a fun way to connect in and see the shop and say hi and blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, and we have online orders, and now we can do curbside pickup. So I have a little curbside station outside where I pack up people's orders and put them outside for people to pick up. But yesterday when I got to the shop to do all of this, the, the Internet was down, and we have a new Internet service, so the phone was also down. Uh, oh, so I great. Call from my cell- yeah, exactly. I called from my cell phone, you know, like, it's fine. I have modern convenience. But I was, like, honestly, calling the services like that is torture for me. Calling, um, like, and I won't name any company names. But like, you know, that one of the major phone companies of the world is one of, you know, my phone company, and it is like, going to the ninth circle of hell for me. I hate it. And it's <laughs> It's never smooth, it's never quick, it's never easy, okay. and it wasn't that bad. Like, I'm, I'm, like, totally complaining about something that is stupid and easy. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it just threw me off, and I ended up rescheduling my appointment for the afternoon. I didn't finish all the work I needed to do. I, like, left in a huff, and I Thank couldn't you. get my energy back. I was just, like, a pouty little teenager the rest of the day. It was I'm just too sensitive right now, and I'm not usually like that. And and I had to close Facebook today because I'm just so tired of stupidity. <laughs> I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm just in. I'm deep in my fields, and um, that's unusual for me to just feel kind of stuck and uncomfortable and. Bleh. So I'm blaming Venus yeah. retrograde. Yeah, there's you know besides that there's nothing you know, really big going on. I had a workshop. I did a candle magic workshop on Wednesday. That was fun. And um, I'm, you know, planning this, the LA reclaiming community are, are are doing an online elements of magic class. And Rebecca, I know Rebecca who's one of the teachers down there has um, invited all these other teachers from all over the place to, to co-create this class with her. So Elements of Magic in in the Reclaiming Tradition, it's a five-week class. Actually, it's a six-week class. But every week you focus on a different element, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. So she's having different teachers teach different weeks so that the folks who may never get an opportunity to work with that teacher because they live far away have an opportunity to work with that teacher. So it's a really cool idea, and I'm helping with the water class. So next week on Friday I'm helping teach water uh, you know that's exciting and fun and a different way of doing it. I've never taught a reclaiming class online before, and you know, so there's. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on my new book. I have a new contract with Llewellyn, and I'm really excited about the concept. And I've been spinning on it and reading books that are that are inspiring me and studying some of the the voices that I want to pull into this book. So I'm, there's lots of good stuff, and I'm just blich and blah and cranky and angsty and that. <laughs>
0: wow. How
2: are you? What? Oh, gee. Uh, well, as I said briefly before we, you know, got on the air, that it's, I've been in a darker place this yeah. last week. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we got to admit, the, I will be specific. I, I actually went out and Saturn went retrograde in uh, Monday the 11th, and Then Venus went retrograde. Well, basically, it kind of was in between. So it was technically Pacific Coast on on the 12th Tuesday, and then the uh, Eastern Coast, it would have been Wednesday the 13th. And then my planet that rules my sign, Jupiter, went retrograde on Thursday.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So, you know, looking at all that, I'm going, yeah, I have, you know, I have Venus floating around and it's. It's got its strength, and you know, many in my natal chart, and of course, all things being as it is. um, It just, I don't know, it just felt and it wasn't,
1: yeah,
2: it isn't just, you know, there's a certain amount of understanding that uh, the present pandemic Mm -hmm. is not something that will be over as quickly as. Obviously, we all would like it, and second of all, realistically. But I think the this card that we're going to be doing in major arcana card that we we present every you know week that we've been doing most of the time, unless there are other shows that we you know interrupt it with. Um, when I was reading about it, it actually kind of presented itself as what is presently moving around in the mm-hmm. energy field. But that being said, my own has been pushing. Um, I want to start getting, you know, ready to move. I, you know, realistically, I don't even know how that is going to look. It's like not even part of a reality for me. And yet I talked to my real estate person and I talked to the real estate person back in um, Arkansas and, you know, kind of checked in and said, yes, I really want to do this. I don't know. I mean, my joy would be to move by the end of the year, but who knows the way this is going. And I have to just, you know, take the steps so um I started doing clean out again and reorganization yes. and you know things of that nature nature 'cause I fell flat after we got mm-hmm. shut down. And at that point mm-hmm. I was like, why bother? Who cares? This is never gonna happen. You know, it was you know, we it to a certain extent it wasn't necessarily a victim consciousness. It was just, you know, a reality of, well, that got fucked over. Um, Yes, I did use that word uh, on video. Um, So my feeling has been still I need to plod along. And my body decided it didn't like some of the allergy shit that's going on a lot more than it has. Oh, man. I know. I (laughs) I mean, I thought, honestly, I was, thank goodness. I have a roommate and he (laughs) He's been married, has had, you know, kids, you know, so he's, he's a little more accustomed to when I go, can you take and feel my glands and tell me what you're feeling? And then I talk to him and he goes, that's exactly because I'm in the, you know, and he, he kind of gives me a feedback so I'm not in my head freaking out. Yeah. And uh, But it's been really to the point where yesterday I went to the chiropractor, which I do on a weekly basis. And I said, please help drain these lovely sinus areas here in this, place <laughs> And he did. And he said, you are aware it could get worse. I go, I know I'm, you know, I'm from a chiropractic family. I've lived this, but just do this now. I know it needs to get it. So when I came home, I literally stopped doing everything. I drank yeah. tons of water. I drank, you know, a lot of, you know, herbal tea that would help. I laid with a, you know, a heating pad to start that. And, and, I mean, I was just like going, okay, kid, just be here and do that. And um, it was interesting because, for me, I'm very rarely that, unless it really knocks me on my ass. And this time it was like, no, this has got to get to end. And I woke up feeling better, not, you know, like I could run out and do punching bag stuff. But, you know, my, my body feels a bit more, you know, settled. But mm-hmm. I found out that yesterday was really bad because my roommate and somebody he knows he says no 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 it was bad so I was like okay yeah. well at least you know I don't want to say misery loves company but at least I know it was it had a reason other than the one that we all are underlying now with every symptom that could possibly come up in our right. bodies that we suddenly you know get nervous about so yeah that no, thing the allergies
1: have been intense.
2: Yeah, yeah. But in in a funny way, if you think about it now, you know, trying to reframe it, we are allergic to what is going on in the world, allergic to what is going on in our government and country, and allergic mm-hmm. to the concept of what's happening with the pandemic, you know, or the virus or whatever we want to call this at the moment. And I kind of feel that sort of describes it in a non-pollen Consciousness, so I said, "Well, that that kind of puts it that I am allergic to what's going on." Thank you very much.
1: Right. <laughs> so,
2: but it, you know, other than that, not much. My dogs think that's great because you know they could lie on top of me because that's their big thing. When I'm not feeling good, they'll lie on top of me. And I actually facetimes yeah. a very dear friend of mine, and we were doing it, and it was late, so I was kind of like just hanging out. And my dogs were on, um, you know, the, the, the bed with me, and that was cool. And I happened to be wearing a, a PJ top that is basically got a West Highland Terrier all fluffed up with a little fur and everything. It's a little, you know, top. And I was lying there, and my friend looked at me and said, oh, that's so cute. you got one of the dogs lying on top of you.
1: And I <laughs>
2: laughed, and I said no, and I pulled it a little bit, and I said, it's a shirt. And she said, oh, my gosh. So I kind of – that Kinda of was cute, and I, I just went well, you know. Um, so that's it, you know. The 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 general just moment to moment: am I going to go out? Am I going to go do this? No, I don't want to do that. You know that kind of stuff. It's not, it's more so now than ever. But um, I don't know. It just it was very interesting for me this week. Yeah. Just a, uh, and maybe that was because it was also the underlying energy for. 'Cause we as more attuned, more conscious at least hope we are. Um, we felt it more and it and of course it goes through our own body and our own life and so we in you know make it more personal but I have a feeling it was more the state of the our local area, the state of right. consciousness. And we were just in that space as well, but I think it was also a over like a large wave that hit us, not yeah. just our own stuff. But. Anyway, so we are going to be going to the next Tarot Major Arcana card, which, believe it or not, kind of has an interesting history. So yeah.
1: I like turning yeah, it over to you. the first card with drama.
2: I know, <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, my gosh. And in its own right, originally, I mean, there and I'm gonna to have to say this because, and then you can kind of jump in as well. This card is number eight in the rider the the weight rider deck, um mm-hmm. even the Paul Foster case deck, and many decks, but there are yeah. some yeah. that is is kind of like even older that actually makes the strength card eleven and justice, yes. which is uh, eleven in these other decks, but makes it the eighth card and right. one of the things that is described is that the um the more esoteric is really the one that is the older deck and the exoteric mm-hmm. is the one that is the present deck that we a lot of us see so yeah that one i thought i'd jump in because most people will go well mine actually has an it's not really eight it's the you know so. right so yeah, you, and that's you kind know, of the big
1: that's kind of the big thing about this card, the strength card, is that you know, writer wait as a team, we're talking, you know, writer and wait are two different dudes, and then Smith mm-hmm. is the woman who is the artist. Um, but mm-hmm. they were um, deeply involved with the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, and they basically created the tarot system that we're used to in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds right? Am I getting the dates right? I'm so bad with dates. Um, But they really wanted this to be an esoteric system that was connected to some of the magical esoteric properties of the Golden Dawn. So because that uh, they had a specific astrological component that they were trying to make the major arcana fit into, uh, strength fit better coming now for Leo than it did coming later. So oh yeah, 11 right. is, is is the older placement of the strength card. And if you look at um, the Soft deck, which is Alex,
2: um, like Alex Coley's
1: deck. I, yeah, thank you, Alistair. I was like, Alexander, Alistair, Alistair. What the heck? <laughs> um, the Somebody. Coley deck. The, yeah, that guy. The sauce deck, which is Coley's deck, he came out after Rider Waite Smith, but he switched it back. So mm-hmm. even though the Rider-Waite-Smith version was really really took roots in the esoteric community and took off, and uh, you know, like we've been saying every week on these calls where we're exploring the major arcana, the Rider-Waite system has become its own force of nature, and most of the tarot decks nowadays are based off the Rider-Waite-Smith version and the Rider-Waite-Smith uh, placements and the Rider-Waite-Smith. Um, story the storyline that goes along with what these cards represent so this Mm -hmm. is the first card where we kind of come to some interesting shenanigans uh, Mm -hmm. and and there are people who uh, in my working in esoteric shops right so working at lucky mojo and then owning milk and honey and and having clients and students and things like that i feel like there are two kinds of people there are Rider Smith people and there are soft people <laughs> yes <laughs> and truly and they there's a line in the sand and people really love one or the other and they don't like the other one you know so and I'm a Rider Smith girl I fully admit that I don't care for the soft deck it's not my style of art um I just don't it doesn't appeal to me but I do understand the desire to have it harken back to an older system where the cards are in the order that they're quote unquote supposed to be in, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that this is a a, a curious shift.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, as you said, this is this is the card, is you know, with a lion on it. I mean, it's very pictorial. It's the astrological sign Leo, and yes. so it does have a lot of Leonian um, meanings um, aspects. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in terms of that, I you know, I look at this and I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I've got. You know, I usually try to get a lot of different pictures that I have of cards that are, you know, decks that I have out. I mean, I have a ton in storage, obviously. Like, we kind of we all wind up buying a bunch of stuff, and, and somehow they, they kind of find their little niche in a box or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have several out. <clears throat> so I went ahead and took photographs of them. But I actually was looking at um, – Hanson Roberts would do a version of the late Ryder Smith's deck, and yeah. um she you know has similar things and, and yet there are some things that are different. and then, as we talk about later in the in the show, our personal decks that we use are definitely more pagan consciousness um mm-hmm. in terms of that, with the same things that you know the the iconography, but more in a version yeah. of where we have. So, it, but it's very interesting because how the the woman is depicted
1: mm-hmm. and how
2: the lion is depicted.
1: Right. So I'm gonna leave you I, to I think, go. I think, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, so I also think it's worth just mentioning. I don't know. If, I think we slipped this in there quickly, but you know, the 11th position in the Rider-Weight Smith deck is the Justice card. So if we think about, and it's associated with the sign of Libra, right? Which totally makes sense. It fits. Okay. Uh, but just, you know, thinking about the deeper implications of changing, um, you know, justice and strength. And and we've been talking over these weeks doing this series, we've been talking about the, the following the major arcana as a personal journey, a personal rite of passage, right? So how is it? Just curiously, I you know, I don't I don't want it necessarily need an answer to this. I just think it's an interesting thing for all of us to look at as individual practitioners and individuals going along in life, but when we're on our journeys, when we're on our, our spiritual journeys, strength before justice, justice before strength, how do those things work together? How do they balance? How is it different to have one called forth before the other and vice versa it's a it's a curious exploration if someone mm-hmm. is so inclined to explore you know mm-hmm. very good very good very good so
2: i'm leaving you with the the marvelous task of describing the, the card and some of its its things you do that so well uh, oh, i get so more involved with. well i do all this other goodly stuff and i'm like going oh my god
1: She does it so much better than I do. Oh, I (laughs) (laughs) am. Well, as Elvira said, um, the majority of well, the writers, Wait, Smith, Deck, right? We have a woman who is kneeling over, and she's got her hands around the mouth of a lion, and uh, his mouth is open, and his tongue is out in this system, right? And there's there's Uh a scene in the background, but unlike a lot of the other cards the scenery in the background almost seems to be just the background right like often in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck the background also has stuff going on in it that feels important Um, the thing I think is interesting about this card's background is it's yellow the sky is yellow and the mountain is blue and that's just that's an interesting and strange shift of coloration um the, the lion has his tail tucked between his legs. It's very clear that he's either docile, um, tamed, or tamed by her, right? He's tamed by the power of this woman. Um, and she's wearing all white, which again we see as this symbology of purity and innocence. She's covered in flowers. She's got flowers wrapped around her dress and around her hair. Uh, and just like the magician, she has the affinity sign right above her head. So there's another clue here about the journey. Um and there is symbolism here of the the Golden Dawn of this um of the infinity symbol and it being above the head and there, this representing wisdom and power and spiritual strength, right? So there's there's all of that woven into this card. And really I feel like, you know, the 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 beginning of the major arcana cards at least well, no, I, I don't mean that. Actually, many of the major arcana cards are simple, uh, but there's so much going on in them, even though the art is simple. And I mm-hmm. think this is one of the this is definitely one of the more simple of the major arcana cards. But there's a lot that you could dig into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and interesting because of the number eight, as as the actual number of the card but the infinity sign which is uh, a sidewards eight is a symbol of evolution and mm-hmm. um, advancement reaping you know what you sow and of course um, balance which again takes us to what the 11 is the justice card so in right. some ways the fact that they were switched is you know again the the concept of of one has one side of getting to something just like you said, or you use the other one to do so and, you know each has a different way to move to the balance, and how do you choose that is according to obviously um your personal desires? I mean some people might want to go with eleven first, but um it's interesting because it's it's just I've always loved the lamiscus I've always loved that that symbol mm-hmm. um it just it represents such a, a power in something so simple. But that is very important to note that, you know, the number eight is part of the actual card rather than just the number itself is chosen because of how that, that infinity sign represents that energy above her as a, right. you know, a cause and effect situation. Just had to add that when you mentioned it. So um, let's see what else. Um, well, uh, usually you you know what you can do here is um, start looking at again the, the the correlations. As you said, the 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 white, um, you know that is a that is a reoccurring process for representation. Especially if you think about it, a lot of the female characters ha- in this up to now have a lot of that color on them
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and you know yeah, the, and there's the other
1: patriarchal crap in there we have to at least acknowledge that right like there's this <laughs> yeah this idea that you know the female figure is is innocent and fertile and you know all of those sort of generic um mm-hmm. masculine feminine tropes that have found their way into a lot of esoteric systems especially esoteric systems of this time when the yeah. you know the writer weight guys were putting this together, like that was um pretty commonplace to have things split into this sort of generic male female split binary business stuff stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff. I mean,
2: obviously, uh, you know the roses. We've gone over that. You know, the, the passion, the, the 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 physical energy of that, and the the concept that what you're seeing here is um, a, a spiritual versus carnal nature, and it's both mm-hmm. in the female and the lion and the roses, and, you know, the, the colors. I mean, riders, the weight Rider Smith deck has a line of red. Not all of them do. They kind of, a lot of them, like the Hanson Roberts and even the deck I use, have the animal, um, its natural color as opposed to giving it a particular, you know, specific color. And, right. um, you know, so... Anything you want to jump in and say? Because I think I kind of jumped ahead of you, and I didn't mean to. I got excited. Oh, no, not at all. No,
1: no. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, the, the lion imagery is interesting. And then the deck that I use, you know, that I'll, I'll give my little spiel about at some point, but they um, don't have a lion at all. It's a wild boar, which, you know, uh-huh. obviously in the Celtic system, boar is, wild boar are actually a real Animal yep. that the Celts would have interacted with, unlike a lion. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you know, lions True. lions weren't roaming the British Isles. Um, <laughs> you know, so there is something to be said about the what is that? What is the energy of that animal beyond just the Leo uh, energetics, right? Because Leo is right. the one thing. Like that, I feel like Leo really encapsulates the strength. But there's also, huh. like, pride and uh, a little bit of ego. Um, and, mm-hmm. and you see here, because of the way the lion is positioned, all of that is battened down or tamed or, um, you know, so it's this interesting card of taming the ego, taming the, um, the you know, there's this desire to be seen in, a, in Leo energy. Um, and the, the woman here is, of tamping that down so that's Mm -hmm. interesting it's interesting but there is if if we take the leo part out of it and we look at uh, a different animal a different animal that's just as dangerous like a wild boar um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know or or i've seen i've seen leopards i've seen other sort of wild animals uh, dangerous wild animals um depicted in this card and it's more about taming that wild nature so there is something in the journey of of the major arcana as a spiritual journey where you know we go from the chariot to this this card of success and willpower and movement and thrusting forward and that leads us into the strengths card where we learn how to tame that wildness we learn how to tame that that willpower that's sort of just all over the place and um, it's sort of a card of focus. And mm-hmm. um, and there's also, interestingly enough, there's a compassionate nature to this card too. And I think that's something that comes up in, in the deck that I read with regularly. Um, you know, the woman here, she's not trying to lock the jaws of the lion. She's not aggressive. You don't see rippling muscles and it's a feminine figure, not a masculine figure, mm-hmm. right? So, we have to again look at what writer weight from this symbolism. There is a meaning there. This is gentle, it's compassionate, mm-hmm. it's soft. It's not a, a taming in a way that is aggressive, it's a taming in a way that is gentle.
2: Right, right. It's interesting because one of the keys to it is the inner qualities representing love, patience, and gentleness are superior mm-hmm. to the material power, force, or hate. Yeah. So. It does play out in the iconography, but it also plays out in the meaning and what you would then take from that as to, you know, quote, a divinatory meaning. Um, And as we've always said, we don't do reversals, so neither one of us do. But you can always tell by cards around it when you're doing an actual reading or you're doing something where you're looking at a representation even for yourself that if there are darker cards, then you're dealing with what would actually be the reverse meaning in many senses. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. But um, it tends to just give you the idea that the higher nature ruling over the lower nature is what you're seeing here or, or creatively working um, to bring more balance rather than the aggressive dominion over the material and, you know, or lack of of moral conscience and things like that, which mm-hmm. would represent the reverse uh, reverse meaning of this card, right? So, but anything else you want to
1: throw out here? Because we do probably need to take a break somewhere. I know we do. Gonna... Yeah, let's <laughs> let's take a quick break and then we can talk about some of the older meanings of this card, like the the older names for it and stuff. Okay.
2: Sounds good to me. That'll be great. Bye-bye. See you.
0: You're listening to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right now. All-time specific, Add 3 Hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
2: I oh, always feel so cute with the genie stuff. Boy, that takes me yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so you had a a topic uh, version, uh, well a subtopic. So go for it. I'm
1: yeah So we've talked on, you know, that this is a series. Obviously, we're nine episodes into the series on the major arcana, and um, for many of the cards, we've talked about the older uh, historical story, right? Because, again, these cards started as a game. It wasn't necessarily meant to be used for divination, although it did. And um, traditional playing cards that you know we think of nowadays as traditional playing cards totally fit with the, the tarot, with the, ma- the minor arcana. So there is an interesting game that exists in these cards. Uh, and the, the strength card was originally called Fortitude. Um, and it is considered one of the cardinal virtues. So there are three cards of cardinal virtues that exist in the major arcana strength, temperance, and justice. And again, we've been talking about how justice and strength were switched. That, you know, strength was originally number 11, and justice was originally number eight, and now vice versa. So it's also interesting that there were these very specific cards in the playing deck that represented the virtues, and they didn't just switch to cards. They switched to of the virtue cards. So I think that's really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that I have a meaning or an explanation around it. It's just something that's interesting. It's something curious. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you know, with Jep, again, we're going to go back when you look at the virtues and you put justice first and obviously temperance is kind of like the in-between thing and then you go to um, strength. Um, One, in the old, old time, that justice was meted out. And that was the thing that was the most powerful, you know, the Mm -hmm. justice of who did right and wrong, the divine justice of, you know, we're going to use God because there were a lot of the the things back in the time where that was the, you know, you did wrong, and I'll send a plague on your, you know, on your house or whatever. Um, That was justice because you you Mm -hmm. screwed up. Um, And strength came after you, you know, had learned your lesson and been tempered, and then you kind of go to, you know, now I have strength of, you know. But I think that as humanity kind of changed their points of view and flipped it, strength or fortitude um, became more prevalent in both in the positive and the negative side. Yeah. You know, going out and conquering, i.e. strength, going at something or fortitude to have the ability to carry on and have that inner ability to bring um, the manifestation of something in a creative way back into the physical realm. So I could see how, you know, it represented a, a, a shift in
1: mm-hmm. humanity,
2: uh, not yeah. just the cards.
1: Yeah, yeah. One of the things I read about was that, that this concept that the chariot, right, the card right before, is this um, outer willpower, this outer strength, this outer energy where you you focus on what you want to achieve from uh, from an external perspective Mm -hmm. where the strength Mm -hmm. is is exactly that same energy but it's from from an internal perspective so it's about your own inner willpower your own inner perspective your the way that you rule your inner house and I think that's a really interesting way -hmm. of looking at it too Uh, and I and I question that as well you know looking at this as a journey do you have to understand how to unleash your willpower on the outer forces before you understand how to unleash them on your inner forces. Maybe that should be reversed. I don't know. It's a curious thing that I'm questioning looking at this on a deeper level, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I think that's real. It's, it's another interesting layer.
2: Right. Right. Truly, truly. And I, I, it does, it has. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's probably, when you look at this card it's like it's pivotal it even has mm-hmm. i mean when you had the magician with the infinity sign he was upright he was standing upright and he was the channel if you look at how mo well i mean the weight rider smith deck she is kind of curved you know kind mm-hmm. of brought in creating bringing a flow in I, you know, some of the other decks don't necessarily have her standing. They have her seated or, or whatever may be going on. But I really think um, this is one of the first cards that shows an active inter, an active energy going and interacting with both the internal and the external. So right. um, that is a flow, a real flow, rather than just saying, oh, I understand it up here, I get it, but now you're actually putting it in practice. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, and obviously we've talked about the fact that this is the, the actual card represents the zodiacal sign of Leo. And of course the ruler is the sun <laughs> and it sticks fire. It is got the Hebrew letter Teth. And Teth is snake, which I found mm. interesting because if, you know, you observe the, the, the and that may also kind of the curviness, but you know snakes are both positive and negative, you know they were they were you know in the in the biblical times you had Moses and his staff and the snakes and you know power and that, but it's also brought in as a darker side and i I suspect that even though it's not in the iconography of our card, I think if you look at some of the way things kind of snake around the figure eight of course is the snake biting its own tail, which you know, the, the circular point of reference. And um, if I remember correctly, as we have discussed, the magician has in one of the, and I think in the writer, the weight rider Smith deck, it's eating its own tail. Mm-hmm. has meaning there. And um, it's about digestion. It's a function of digestion. So in the more esoteric point of reference of the, the Paul Foster case, Golden Dawn, um process. So
1: um, Yeah. Yeah. So
2: it it's, you know, got heart and spine and thymus and cardiac, you know, in terms of bikes. They go into a lot of correspondences. And you know, in terms of where things are, that's a lot of what the esoteric people tend to you know, the systems have these correspondences. So but yeah. why don't yeah. you yeah, kind of mm-hmm.
1: I was just going to say the other curious thing is the soft deck. um, This card is called lust. Mm. And I think that that's a really um, shining example of why I don't like the soft deck. (laughs) Uh, And that's not to say that I find lust to be a negative thing. I don't mean that at all. Um, I think that, you know, that, that is, um, lust being a negative thing is, is, purely like puritanical christian shenanigans that i don't feed into uh Mm -hmm. but it does for me crowley was such a like a rabble rouser and a you know flipping you off just to get a rise out of you type of energy he and he was a brilliant man and he was a bit of an asshole right i want to be really clear about that he was a brilliant man but he he was um he's problematic problematic let's just say about that and I feel like him taking the strength card and calling it lust and change you know the word strength and the word lust to me are not interchangeable they're not they don't no. mean the same things they're vastly different and I feel like that's his way of summing his, his nose at the system and being like yeah that's right lust is strength you know uh, uh-huh. lust, is forti- lust is fortitude how do you like that and I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's- different to me it doesn't it doesn't fit it doesn't fit for me right all right but it is it's another interesting at it you know I feel like lust generically is more like the devil card in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck it's um uh, Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's a different energy yeah yeah definitely definitely
2: so why don't you go into your deck because I know you know yeah that's always a good thing to kind of move closer because we are getting closer to our, our timing here, but um, that's always a good thing for us to, to bring out what kinds of things our deck that we use has, as opposed to mm-hmm. what the traditional versions have been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So again, the the deck that I read with regularly is called the Druid craft tarot and it's by Philip and Stephanie Cargom who are big leaders in the Druid community um, it's, and it's illustrated by Will Worthington. And honestly, that's why I got this deck is because of the illustrations. It wasn't because it was written by the Cargoms. Um, but I do appreciate what they've written. I do. It, mm-hmm. it does add to the artistry for me.
0: Um, but mm-hmm. I love
1: Will Worthington as an artist. Anyway. Um, Let's see. So the significance of strength, according to their system, the central idea in Druidry and Wicca alike is that we need both the wild and natural self that exists inside us and the civilized or cultured self that is the result of our education and upbringing. Here in this card, we see their union. And again, I mentioned this card in this deck, is a, it's a wild boar and not a lion. So the boar represents the wild animal side of our nature, while the woman represents our more sophisticated cultural self. By uniting these two parts of ourselves, we become empowered in a way that connects us more deeply with our own humanity and at the same time with our own divinity. Um, The meeting of the wild and civilized selves. Drawing this card in a reading, they indicate a generous and wise person in your life, or it may signify... You are entering into a deeper relationship with the forces of life and nature. Mm -hmm. There's more, but I'm I'm just kind of cherry-picking. The message of the Strength card is, you will find the wild wisdom that sings in the depths of your soul. Uh, The new fire, which is Awen, basically, the spark of inspiration, will flow more strongly through you as you open up to the compassionate strength of the goddess within. And the uh, key words connected to the Strength card is unconditional love, courage, faith, power with awareness, wild wisdom, and compassion. There you go. A little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine has a little more. It's The Witch's Tarot, and the um, author, of course, is Ellen Dugan, and the artist Mm -hmm. is Mark Evans and um, it's a little more of the, the, it's got the witchy side or the, the, the pagan-y side, but it does talk about the gentle strength and calmness, fortitude, quiet, personal power of the themes. Um, it has a woman seated with a lion, mm-hmm. and he's not even got his, his mouth open. He's just like lying, leaning against her, and you could actually hear him purring. And so, of course, it's got the same kind of background of just hills and mountains and things that don't necess- It's nature and it doesn't have a lot of it but it makes you feel you know very much uh that this is part of the more personal strength of nature and the goddess and that energy that comes in but it's interesting mm-hmm. um, you know they they definitely have deities and this one has apollo and Helios, which again, you know, when you talk about the sun and the ruler and all that stuff, it's kind of putting it in context there. But um, it's both of the, the the decks are are gentler, and I think yeah. that's the the part. Even in the more, you know, as we'll get into other cards down the down the lane here, so to speak, um, it's not the same harshness that yeah. uh, Paul Foster Case, Golden Dawn, Great Ryder, smith Decks have a tendency to be in definitely soft, <laughs> definitely. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. um, <laughs> that one's really harsh, guys. I mean, yeah. it has a harshness to it. Um, interesting is on the esoteric, just one last thing before we kind of, you know, choose a wrap-up is the intelligence is the intelligence of the secret of all spiritual activities or intelligence of the secret of works and it's basically more kabbalistic and dealing mm. with the literal sense of spirit as the cosmic life breath and whatever you know whatsoever it will transform transmute and convert our uh, personal conscious energies into that so it's 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 going around in a in a different way but very kabbalistic from you know kether to Malkuth, from you know spirit to earth so um it does have that, but, uh, again, it's – it's they liken it a lot in this particular book to, um, of course, because the function of digestion is digestion is actually, you know, the way we break down food, the kind of diet we put into our bodies creates the kind of health in our bodies, and mm-hmm. the idea is the kind of spiritual um, – way you go about doing something is the kind of spiritual power you manifest in a creative way in the world. So, yeah, kind of a roundabout lesson in in certain things, I guess, (laughs) but um, it was interesting because and again, topically for what we're talking about, it was very interesting is that the um, strength card If we look at what is going on right now, how in our world, in our political structures, are we watching the dark side of strength and the light side of strength
1: Mm -hmm.
2: come about? So uh, it isn't just a personal journey of our own work. It is also a journey we are visually seeing happening. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: anyhow, yes, yes.
2: So do we have any more profound things we want to talk about this wonderful card?
1: I don't think so. I think we've uh, had plenty of lovely chat. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
2: you know, um, it's funny. I I may have mentioned this several times, but because of the way we are now sitting in our world, usually you have sat across from me and we do this. In, in my, what is my dining area um, mm-hmm. and for a long time we've shifted it and so when this came up as being sequestered um, we'd already started doing that so we were more you know, aware of how we were going about it but now I don't have you to look across from so I have my window and it's fascinating because you know, what I'm getting is all these cars and people and bicycles going back and forth and you'd think that in, in a senior park you'd have a little bit less activity, especially in this time frame, it's like the the um, complete opposite, at least today. I've been watching and looking at my little uh, cards and the, the information that are notes, and then suddenly I'm seeing light flash, and I'm like, you know, kind of like a cat goes, what, what, where?
1: <laughs>
2: but anyway, right. um, sidebar to all the things that are happening, more personal, but... Um, yeah, no, the card, I always have loved strength, actually. I mean, I actually love strength and, and justice, so it's it's kind of a, an interesting thing, this, this card is. And, you know, Leo is also very childlike, and, of course, because mm-hmm. of the, the card that rules it would be the sun uh, and what its um, imagery is. Uh, it's just so interesting when I get this a lot of times. It's like somebody can be very childlike and fun and playful, work, it can be very childish and immature. So yeah. depending on what we're talking about or how to apply it into your life.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: yeah. And another part is gambling, so I guess that's another part, you know, like risk taking. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You know, know. That kind of stuff. So
1: anyhow. You
2: right now we can't do much of that, can we? I mean the, the casinos I don't think are open right now.
1: No. No, no. Um,
2: yeah. So, but um anyhow, I think people find places to gamble, even if they aren't legit, but you know that oh, I'm sure that- <laughs> yeah, well, anyhow, but it's it's a good card i I you know, and for this particular time frame, what we're looking at and and that it's um how do we tame our own inner our own inner Darkness, our own negative things, and create out of that something beautiful.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the time
2: right now. Mm-hmm. As we yeah. said before, when we began the show, both of us have had, and I and I'm sure that we are certainly, mm, along with many others, having the same kinds of things. Is that the the uh, the process of what is inside? and how we're dealing with this and what we want to do and how we can't do it or, you know, we have to do it differently. Um, right. It's really up. So there is a certain amount of courage and strength and creativeness on how to go about doing that. So this card actually yeah. does represent something in terms of what is going in our life with what the uh, world situation is, our local situation. So
1: Absolutely. But,
2: okay. So anything that we want to discuss before we take off for um, our whatever sure, it may be the rest of our lives Friday.
1: Of sheltering in place. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't you know we're we're doing this uh series on the major arcana. So we have shows planned out for the next few weeks going down the the rabbit hole of the major arcana, but we'll also be peppering in our Ask a Witch show. So if you've heard before, we do these fun episodes where we answer your questions. So if you go to our website, witchpriestesscauldron.com, there's a place where you can fill out a little form uh, and send us your question, and we will answer it. Well, we'll try to answer it on our episode where we do all of our Ask a Witch questions. We don't get to everyone's questions, but we try. Um, so please mm-hmm. do that. We've been getting, uh, you know, because we haven't announced the official date of our next episode, we've been getting a few questions a week, but nothing, nothing hardcore right now. So it's a good time to get your questions in if you want to get them answered. So please do that. Otherwise, we'll be next back next week with the Hermit card.
2: Kind of the opposite. It's very interesting. I mean, you've got – it is the opposite of this, if you think about it. So yeah. one is a valley, one is a peak, you know, and then you go from there and we will probably discuss all that when we get there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, but other than that, um, I think we've, you know, basically we're just moving along, and I hope that everyone stays safe. And mm-hmm. even with the, what was it, soft and hard openings that are presently um, taking place throughout the United right. States, countries but in the united states i i please ask that everyone remember um the the appropriateness of masks and distancing social distancing and things to keep everyone of our family and friends safe
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah and we'll see you all next week
2: we will all see you next week on the radio please have a wonderful wonderful week blessings
1: all right bye
2: Bye.